Father God, in this moment, Lord, I pray that you will break down any walls of distraction, anything that has our attention except for you. Clear the room, Lord. Clear our minds, clear our hearts. And may the glory and majesty of the divine Father in heaven, Spirit and Son, be the only thing that is present in this space. Give us a hunger, give us courage, give us boldness to take whatever challenge the Word of God calls us to and to live it out in this moment and be changed forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I'm going to ask a good buddy of mine, Pastor Juan, to come up here. And Pastor Juan, here's what you got to know about Pastor Juan. Whenever he falls in love with something, he's all in. And if he wants to know something about something he likes, he gets in it, he researches it, he figures it out. And if it's coffee, he will talk circles around most coffee shop owners because he knows so much about coffee because he's got a love for coffee. If it's CrossFit or fitness, he's so humble. He's, look at all the muscles, but he doesn't say much about it. He lets the muscles do all the time. He can talk circles around CrossFit and fitness. And his newfound love is mountain biking. And so we're just going to do a little show and tell because this is Pastor Juan's newfound love. This is his baby. So, so I actually wanted Pastor Juan to ride his mountain bike in here because I thought it'd be pretty awesome. But he wanted to pretend he was all humble. He didn't want to ride in here and do a bunny hop up on the stage or jump off the stage with it, which I thought would have been awesome. So, Pastor Juan, here, here's what I want to know. I'm going to ask you some questions, not about mountain biking, but about this specific bike, okay? And, and here's, here's what I know. There's a lot of different parts to this bike. If, if I were to start taking apart every single part and spread it across the stage, would you know how many components and parts make up this bike? I would not. I knew I got him on that one. He's got more research to do. So Not planned. So, I didn't know what he's asking. So, so, so now I'm just going to ask what, if he actually knows what the specific parts are, the names of the specific parts. So we're going to start very easy. What is this called? That is a tire. <laughs> You're so smart. Okay, right. Juan, Juan, Pastor Juan, what is this? What you're touching are grips. Oh, it's a trick question. What is this? It's a handlebar. Handlebar. Okay. What are these things called? Spokes. What is this called? Disc brake. Okay. Rotor. 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 What is this thing called? Crank arm. Oh, this? Pedal. Nice. What is inside here? What is that called? Uh, there's a hub inside of there. Or not a hub, a, um, a uh, bottom bracket. Oh, yes. What are these little things with teeth on them? That is a cassette. Okay, cassette, like the 80s? That is, you could try putting one in there, but it might not work. All right, so, so then this is, this is kind of interesting because this is a 
this is a spaceship. It's not a mountain bike, okay? <laughs> so if I were these little guys right up here, what are these called? Uh, well, that's your uh, shifter. It's a shifter, so that paddle, paddle shifts shifter. the, this, what's this called? Chain. Chain. That shifts the chain to the cassettes. Correct. Right? Okay, so but how you need a you need a derailleur to do that. Uh, mm, he's showing off now, isn't he? So, so, so how does this shift? Tell us. What do you mean? like? So if you push a button, what does it do? It moves. How does it, what tells it to move? Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a spaceship. So it is not a, it's not, there's not wires that guide that. So you can sort of hear something make it move, but as he, and this is how you know it's an expensive bike, when it makes that noise. That's an expensive sound. So, so, so let me, let me, this is just another quiz, okay? If I started to take certain parts off this bike, because this bike was meant to move forward, right? If I were to take certain parts off this bike, you have to tell me if it can still go forward or not, okay? okay? So, if I wanted to have fun with you, I would first take off your brakes. That would would be... it still be able to move forward? Yes. Yes, of course. I would love to do that to you. <laughs> and, and so, so uh, um, if I were to take wire cutters, this would make you cry a little bit, and just clop off a couple of these spokes, would it still be able to go, just a couple, each tire, would it still be able to go forward? For a little bit. For a little bit, okay? So it still does go forward. So if I were to take a couple of these gears or cassettes off, would it still be able to go forward? Yes. Okay, here's the big test. If I were to take off the front tire, throw it away, would it still be able to go forward if yes. you're skilled? Yes. Yes. Very good. But here's my question. I have it written down because I forgot it. But would you be able to use it for what it was originally intended for or designed to do if any one of these parts were missing? No. No. So every single part and component has a specific purpose as this bike was designed, take any part out of it and it would not function for its original purpose. You are correct. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Juan, for your help. That was amazing. So, so now that we have that lesson, it's the same with the church. Paul did not have a mountain bike to talk about all of its different parts, but he had something a little bit more complicated, and that was the body. And Paul talks about the body of Christ, multiple, many, many parts, all working together designed to do a specific thing, is to live, right? And so then what Paul was saying is the church is not designed to function with amputated parts. The body is not designed to function with parts missing. A mountain bike is not designed to function with missing parts. Now, I want you to keep that in mind because where Paul is going here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is really important for us today. So we have been talking about the church in action, okay? And at this point, Paul is dealing with the church of Corinth because there is a lot of arguing that is going on, and there is something specific that was dividing the church. 
There's a lot of stupid things that divide the church. There's a lot of silly things that divide the church. You know, one of, one of the things that divide the church, we won't go into detail because each one of these ideas we can preach about, but one stupid thing that divides the church, it's simple, gossip and slander. It's the one thing that we can get so comfortably doing, all somebody has to do is bring up something about a certain person and then that just wave just keeps on going and it perpetuates. That splits churches, it divides churches. Another thing is music can divide churches. Worship styles can divide churches. Personalities, cult of personalities can divide churches. So there's all sorts of things that can, stupid things that can divide churches. Do you know what it was for the church of Corinth? Spiritual gifts. Stupid, right? It's crazy. And so Paul brings this up in chapter 12, verse one. And I love this, how Paul always starts these points by this. He says, now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. He says the same thing about death, by the way. He says, I don't want you to be informed about death later on in one of his churches that he was writing to. But I love, he says, he says, he says now about the gifts of the spirit, spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. That is Paul's way of turning on the hazard lights to get your attention. It's like, listen up. You're uninformed about this. I'm about to inform you. So, so this is Paul's way of saying, pay attention. This is important. Listen. And so what are spiritual gifts? Here in a few minutes, you're going to hear every spiritual gift that is in the New Testament. Every single spiritual gift that is in the New Testament, I'm gonna share with you what those are. But what are spiritual gifts for? I think that's an equally important question. What is a spiritual gift for? Now Ephesians tells us it is to edify the body of Christ. Edify means to build up, to make strong, to edify. So spiritual gifts are given to edify, build up, and make strong the body of Christ. It is also to bring together unity. So the two biblical purpose of why spiritual gifts are given is to edify, build up, make strong the local church, and to unify the local church. That's what spiritual gifts are for. But it appears that some felt in the church of Corinth that spiritual gifts gave them a certain title. They were, there was something going on where they felt a little bit more elite. Well, I have this spiritual gift. You only have that spiritual gift. And that was what was going on. So Paul wanted to clarify that. It doesn't matter what gifts you are. These are important. And every single spiritual gift is important to the purpose of what the body of Christ is for. And so he starts to go down that, and, and, and um, with this division in the church, he started to make clear that uh, this is not to happen. And he starts to express that in, in, in chapter 12, verse four. He says this. Notice the language change. You're gonna see three things here. Three things. He's gonna say different three different times, and he's gonna say same three different times. So, so verse four says this. We're gonna read verse four, five, and six really quick. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same 
Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. So the common theme in these verses is unity in the midst of diversity. Lots of different, but it's the same God for the same purpose. And sometimes we mix that up in all sorts of things, not just spiritual gifts. But if you disagree with me, then I ignore you. I unfriend you. And so division can happen so quickly. And over this was, there's a lot of spiritual pride. And Paul was saying, look, there's all sorts of different kinds of gifts, but it's the purpose of the same God. And all those need to be combined to work together for his purpose. So then he noted that variety can bring vitality to the church. The body of Christ is strengthened when all believers use their gifts to edify and to unify. To edify and unify. And now you're going to hear this word called the common good. And we're going to express that here in a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says this. Verse 7 says, now to each one, what does that mean, each one? Paul's saying all of you, every single one of you, none of you are excluded. Each one, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each one, every believer has been given a spiritual gift. Every single person in this room, if you are a follower of Jesus, a believer in Christ, you have been given a spiritual gift. Not one Christian, not one follower of Jesus is excluded from this. Every person has been given a spiritual gift. Now it says this, that, that uh, now to each one, every single one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit. What is the manifestation of the Spirit? The manifestation of the Spirit is an indication of his indwelling work in every believer. When we utilize our spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ, to unify the body of Christ, that shows the world that there is the Holy Spirit working within you and out of you. It's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit working in us when we utilize our spiritual gifts. If I take a seed and I dig a hole, I plant that seed, I cover it up, I water it, fertilize it, and watch it grow and see flowers or fruit, that is the manifestation of the seed being planted that is growing. And that is the same with the Holy Spirit, that if we are utilizing our spiritual gift, expressing our, our spiritual gifts to one another, to the church for the edification, building up of the body of Christ, and the unity of the body of Christ, that's evidence of the Holy Spirit in you. So, you should ask yourself, what is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in me? It's a good question to ask, by the way. Think about that. What is the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in me? And one indicator of that is utilizing your spiritual gifts. So why does God give us spiritual gifts? 
says it right here in verse, verse seven. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now the English language is pretty stinky when it comes to expressing what its original intent was. And, and, and really, we have to have a live illustration of what Paul meant by that word. And so the word common good actually means to carry with each other, to carry with each other. So I'm going to illustrate that. I need um, a group, 10 people, a group of 10 guys and 10 girls, different ages to come up on the platform now. Ooh, this is fast. Come on up. Oh, and I need, where's Pastor Justin? Where's Pastor Justin? Oh, lame. Pastor Juan, come on up here. Okay, but why is it just kids? I need some old people. Come on. Oh, well, we'll have more than 10. This is beautiful. Come on, Juan. Young and old. Is there a bunch of dudes? I need some girls. There you go. Come on up. You're going to go over here. Oh, I love it. We got some adventures. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Come on over here quickly. This is, this is to illustrate the common good. Okay, this is to illustrate the common good. All right, the person here that I don't mind getting hurt is Pastor Juan. So Pastor Juan, come here and, and sit down, please. Okay, sit down right here. Okay, so all for the purpose, Pastor Justin lucked out. All, uh, Pastor Justin, weak sauce. Okay, so, so for the purpose of this, just understand, Juan, Pastor Juan represents the purpose of God, okay? That's pretty valuable. So he represents the purpose of God. Now the rest of you guys, ton of you and girls, what you're going to do is you are going to figure out how to pick the purpose of God up and carry with each other, okay? This is the word common good. Carry with each other the purpose of God, all right? So all of you, young and old, figure out a way. Here, somebody over here, here. This is what you're in charge of. Look, you see, you see his shoes right here? He loves these shoes, so make sure. All right, so this is the purpose of God. All right, all right, just watch. Guys, this is, this is the church in action, okay? There we go, all right, very good. Now, now listen up. Okay, notice, notice this. Almost all of them, there's a few too many, but almost all of them are doing something, okay? Every single one of them, young, listen, listen, shh, hey, church, stop talking, okay? Young, girl, boy, where's an old person? Old person, raise your hand, old person. Old person, there you go. And so now watch this, watch this. Now, the purpose of God has to move forward, right? So now what I want is the purpose of God to go from that stage, that side of the stage, to over this side of the stage. Let's, let's move Pastor Wands. Be careful, careful, careful. Now look. This is the church in action. All different ages, everybody working together. Juan thinks he's a king. So very good. So now, now, he, hold him up. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, keep him up, keep him up. Now, what happens? What happens if one or two of them decide to say, I'm done? 
okay? No, 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 whoa, whoa, don't, why did you guys volunteer so fast? Don't hurt Pastor Juan, I was just kidding. I don't want him hurt, my goodness. Okay, so what if a few of you, so listen, this is just illustration purposes, high school people, so listen. So, so if, if a few of them walked away, what does it do to the rest of them? It gets a little bit harder, right? So what happens if there was a split? What happens if there was a division? What happens if there were stupid arguments? What happens like half of them, shh, listen up. Hey, high schoolers, listen up. The only people up here obeying are these little people and the adults, so pay attention. So, so, so what happens if this half right over here says, I'm out, what happens to the purpose of God? Falls, okay, let Pastor Juan down very gently. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Thank you, guys. Give them a hand. That's awesome. All right. So to illustrate that is every single component. Oh, that's heavy. Every single component, every single part is for the purpose of what God designed it for, for his purpose to move the church forward. If any one of these parts go missing, what happens? It doesn't function the way it should. And so now some of you are saying, okay, you've talked about spiritual gifts enough. What are the specific spiritual gifts all about? Ah, I got you. Paul talks about that in the next couple verses. Okay, he starts to express this. And as I read these next um, couple of uh, verses here, what I want you to listen for is, does any of the spiritual gifts that Paul is mentioning, does it resonate with me? Maybe that's your spiritual gift, okay? Because I'm gonna read a bunch of them, and you're gonna ask, okay, is that one my, oh yeah, that, that sounds like that's me. And then you have to ask yourself the question, if you know your spiritual gift, then you are responsible, spiritually responsible, to be obedient to what God's word says. Because then you have to ask yourself, am I utilizing my spiritual gift that God has given to carry with others the purpose of God forward? That's the question that you'll have to answer for yourself if you know your spiritual gift, okay? So here, here are the spiritual gifts. He's very specific now. Uh, chapter 12, verse eight, we're still in Corinthians. To one, there is given through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. That's a spiritual gift, by the way. Most of you are stroking your beard and going, yeah, that's mine. That's definitely mine. Okay, to another message of knowledge, that's a spiritual gift, by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. Some of you in this room probably have the gift of prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits, Satan's spirits, God's spirit. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of those tongues. Now, I won't have this up on the screen, but I'm, I'm gonna go through the rest of the spiritual gifts. So if you go down to the end of chapter 12, there's verse 28, then you have the gift of administration, 
The gift of teaching and the gift of service. The gift of helps is what that is. Then there is an exhaustive list that continues in Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, there's the gift of giving, the gift of leadership, the gift of mercy, the gift of service, the gift of encouragement, and the gift of hospitality. One of my wife's spiritual gifts is the gift of hospitality. Same with my dog, Jack. If you've ever come to my house, my dog, Jack, greets you like no other. It, I don't know if dogs have the gift of spirituality or spirit, the, the gift of, uh, of hospitality, but uh, there's the hospitality. Um, oh, let me talk on that real quick. This is just super side note that just popped into my head. So if you have the gift of hospitality, this is really important. We have this little thing on the fourth Sabbath of every month called home church. Are you opening your home? This is an awesome opportunity. For those of you who have the gift of hospitality, this is an incredible opportunity to invite friends that would never walk in the doors of a church, but they might come to your house. We have some amazing home churches in this community. And, and if you want to know more about that, say, tell me a little more about it. Talk to one of us pastors. We'll point you to people who've been doing home church, but gift of hospitality is important. Well, do I have to, do, do, do I have to say anything if I have the gift of hospitality? Well, no, just open up your home. But if there's a group of people that, that, that want to come into your home and you'll welcome them and you'll love on them, then you just have church sharing story, talking, opening up the word of God, asking questions and answering questions. That little gift is pretty important to home church. Just think about that. Okay, and Ephesians 4, I'll end on the, last, on the last two. The gift of evangelism and the gift of shepherding. The gift of evangelism and the gift of shepherding. See, those are all the different components all the spiritual gifts that I just mentioned are all the spiritual gifts in all the entire New Testament. And every single one of those gifts are components that are in the body of Christ for its intended purpose so that we all utilize those gifts together to carry with each other the purpose of God moving forward. If you don't utilize your gift, understand, we have been doing a study called the church in action. Coming to church and sitting on a chair and listening to music, listening to someone preach, listening to someone pray, and, and then you leave and you do nothing more, that is not utilizing your spiritual gift. Sounds a little harsh. Corporate worship is important to the body of Christ. But if you just come and go and nothing more, you are not utilizing your spiritual gift. And you're not supposed to just utilize your spiritual gift on Sabbath morning. There is so much more. So Paul emphasized how different parts work together in the human body in verse 12. And he says this, just as a body, though one, has many parts from one body, but all, sorry, let me read that over again. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, 
but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Verse 27, it ends with this. Now you are, you are the body of Christ, and in each one of you, each one of you is a part of the body of Christ. If you decide to not utilize your gift and walk away, that is a component that is missing in a very crucial time of of our existence. Every single one of you are needed for the body of Christ's originally designed purpose, which was to carry with each other the common good, the purpose of God forward, and to invite others to do the same. And so I asked this the question before is, do you know your spiritual gift? Ask yourself the question, do I know my spiritual gift? Do I know my spiritual gift? And if you do, are you utilizing that spiritual gift to build up the body of Christ, to bring unity to the body of Christ, to carry with each other the purpose of God forward? Do you know your spiritual gift? Now, if you're clueless, you don't know your spiritual gift. A lot of people don't. Don't be ashamed of that. On the screen, you're going to see a QR code. And this is the one time in the service that, hey, bring out your phones. And uh, on that, I'll move this so that you guys can take a picture of that. Not picture, but open it up. And it should take you to a link. And what that link will give you is it will take you to a space where you can go through and look at every spiritual gift that I read, every single spiritual gift that's in the New Testament will be defined, and not only defined, but it will show you in scripture where it's located. And then there is a survey that you can take that will help you understand how God designed you for his purpose moving forward. So if you know your spiritual gift, are you utilizing that spiritual gift to build up the body of Christ? To bring unity to the body of Christ and to carry with each other the purpose of God? If you don't know your spiritual gift, now there's no excuse. You can go to this link, take the survey, and it will help you understand, oh, that's why God designed me this way. Every single one of you are a part of the body of Christ. All of us different. All of us for a specific purpose. If any one of these components go missing from the body of Christ, we are weak. We are only strong with all of us utilizing our spiritual gift to pick up the purpose of God 
and to move it forward. I wanna challenge you to pray once you discover what your spiritual gift is, pray on that and saying, Lord, how? How now will I utilize the way that you have shaped me, designed me for my giftedness? How will I help build up the body of Christ? Don't ignore it. It's from the word of God and it's called on every single one of us. Paul holds us accountable so that we are not complacent, lukewarm, church, all we do is church attendance and leave. He doesn't want that. He wants the full picture of every single person in the body of Christ coming together, working as one to carry the purpose of God. You are needed. I do not care about your backstory of sin. I do not care about the shame that you might have. Like, I can't do, I can't, I've done this. I'm guilty of this. I do not care about your reputation and what it may have been a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. God says, you come to me. You confess your sins. I will forgive those sins, but I'm putting you straight to work. You know what your gifts are. Utilize those gifts for the purpose of God. Do not be ashamed to step forward and lead for the purpose of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, every person here challenge their hearts. There's no sitting anywhere we can find in the early church. There is only moving forward. There is only taking what you have given us, Lord, with the spiritual gifts and utilizing those to build up, to make strong, to edify, and to bring together the unity of the body of Christ to carry with each other your purpose to glorify you in all that we do, Lord, we are to glorify you. Help us, Lord, make the name of Jesus famous. We pray this in your name.